This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. And you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. An old rivalry renewed at Portman Road with an old foe, a quiet afternoon and absolutely nothing to talk about on the Blue Monday podcast. Dave, I used to say on the pod, everybody keep calm when we've won a game. But I'm just begging everybody to keep calm um, when we get to minute whatever 40 of this one. Oh, yeah. Quick thought experiment, Dave. We have to be honest. We have to be humble on this podcast. If this was a Plymouth podcast now, you'd be a bit miffed at not getting anything from that game, wouldn't you? I think from the game, from the game itself, Maybe, but from the incident, well, from the incident that happened in the forty-fourth minute, I think, yeah, if this was a Plymouth podcast, I'd feel somewhat aggrieved, let's say. But that I think, looking at, well, we'll get to the bigger picture, get which is the game, obviously. Uh, Joe, what's 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 your what's your kind of take? Just um, big picture on um, riding of luck or being hard done by? Um, explore. I think the Plymouth fans should just be grateful at seeing such a good side <laughs> at Portman Road. <laughs> Do you know what? Pull back, pull back. I warned him. I warned him, Dave, didn't I, about a minute ago. And he's done it within, within one minute. A little rascal, Joe Fares. Welcome to the Blue Monday podcast. And it was Ipswich 3, Plymouth 2. We've got so much to talk about in this game, Dave. We've got so much to talk about in the championship. Um, let's get straight into it. Thank you, everybody. The chat is going to be um, a joy tonight. I'll put as much as I can on the on the screen. Again, let's all um, let's all keep calm and understand what um, subjectivity really means. Um, let's have a look at the ITFC team. Then, Dave, I guess uh, two names to pick out really in this one. You don't want to oh. see my face that big. You don't want to see that view either. What have we done with all the views? There we go. Um, so, Clacky in goal, Davis and Williams, the fullbacks. Wolfenden and Edmondson. More from him later. Uh, Morsi and Luongo. Hutchinson gets the start down the right-hand side. Chaplin Broadhead, Hurst. Um, so, really, Dave, talk to me about Edmondson and Hutchinson in the selection. Yeah, well, I think I think Hutchinson perhaps wasn't so much of a surprise. There was a lot of talk about that. Um, obviously, Jackson got the nod with, um, at Bristol City with, um, obviously, as a result of um, Wes Burns sort of long-term shoulder injury so um and I think played fairly played fairly well at Bristol City certainly certainly I think did the job that the manager asked of him um but it was no surprise at home I think that we got um that we got uh, that, that we saw Hutchinson Hutchinson start um yeah the other was a was a yeah the other was a far I think a far bigger surprise to to everybody um but we've seen it before um he did it against he did it against Hull, Edmondson in against Hull. I saw your I saw your channel earlier, and you said quite rightly to counter 
really we, we thought that sort of the, the perhaps the strength and mobility of um or perhaps the mobility of Liam Delap. Um and yeah, seeing there certainly Plymouth sort of strike force fairly mobile, fairly robust. Yeah, it was a surprise and I mean, perhaps more of a was it more of a surprise that to and Zabi to and Zabi then turns up on the bench as well. So I haven't seen anything. Correct me up, Joe, where you've seen anything today, whether Burgess had a slight injury or whatever it was. But he looked I fine. Think, he was out there kicking around, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. So I thought, well, I missed, I missed the warm up as he was against Hull. So um, yeah, again, a sort of a tactical, um, a tactical change, I think, to. Um, to counter to counter them. Um, you, you see, the last one was called a tactical masterstroke against Hull, Dave. I see you're not using those words um, today. Not, well, well, not quite. I, I thought he looked <laughs> overall. Yes, I thought he looked. He, he, I mean, he was seamless against Hull. I think he came into the team and, and probably was arguably one of our better players on the night. I mean, in a great three-nil win. But um, yeah, he looked. Um, what's the word? Rusty a bit yesterday. I thought rusty. Yeah, hot tin roof, rusty. Um, Joe, let yeah. me just move you on to Plymouth and Stephen Schumer. Macca. Uh Cooper, who was quite the nemesis for us last season, back in goal. Uh, Kessler Hayden, Scar Gibson, Miller, um, Azaz, Randell and Cundall, Whitaker and Mumba, the little bloody rascals, and Ryan Hardy up top. Um, I, I like it. I've got to be honest. It's guilty pleasure, Joe. They've got some good players, haven't they? Yeah, no, I'd, um, I was surprised when I saw the team because i we sort of look at in their previous three game weeks, they'd sort of made a lot of change when they went away to Bristol City. And I've, I wonder whether they might do the same. They look like they sort of left everything out there against you for Wednesday or Wednesday night, whether they just thought Ipswich, I know, sort of without blowing our own trumpet, you're going away to a team second in the league with a great home record. Is that the game you think actually will just sort of rest the players for this one? They've they've got us the points we need to get this week. But no, I saw the team and I was sort of pleasantly surprised that they're Giving it a go, and I, t- I looked at their midfield and thought, "Cool, this is going to be. There's going to be some goals here today." As Portman Road seems to deliver every week, but no, I, I, I was surprised that, like I said, that they went as attacking as they did. But I was glad to see it for the spectacle. And Dave, um, oh. if we'd scored this goal, we would say exactly the same. Is that the best? Well, before you describe the goal, is that the best goal in the chat we've conceded this season? We knew exactly what he was going to bloody do any um little rascal Whitaker again brilliant goal Dave come on I know you, you you take your hat off to that I mean people were saying I mean the, ironically we'd, we'd had a brilliant chance a couple of minutes before that when um um just um was played in who Hurst was played in um by um by Chaplin and just didn't get enough on it I mean that was quite quite a bad miss actually at the end but, of the day Dave, I watched that back sorry to interrupt that you yeah. tell me one of your spin bowlers that got a horrible bounce that changed direction I I thought it was a terrible miss but when I look back um I think he was expecting it to bounce up at a slightly different he angle. He still did. should score that, though, shouldn't he? From where? From where he should score that. But, Sorry, um, carry on. Yeah, I think, I think, for me, I think if this happened again. It was, um, and that move started with wide right from Broadhead's ball into Chaplin. I think this goal from memory started where Broadhead loses possession um, wide, sorry, wide, on a wide left. And I think it makes his way to Cundall. Um, Whitaker's hugging the right hand touchline, sort of midway and our half, and it's played into him. And, you just know. You just, and it's easy for people to say, oh, yeah, you've got to show him on his right foot. got to show him on his right foot. But look, he drops his shoulder. Does he? he drops his shoulder. One, two touches inside and 20 yards. It's, it's just a fantastic finish, mate. And even better, it looks a great goal because Halagki gives it the full dive as well and it beats him, does it? It looks brilliant. I mean, not without the deflection, you know, fairly carbon copy of Mumba's goal um, last, you know, well, back in January, February against us, wasn't it? Without the deflection. It's an absolute class finish and, yeah. Say, say, say. I, 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 as Romeo said, I, I think it's a great blood. Bit maybe he looks a bit lazy at times, but my, my, well, you know me. It doesn't matter player, when you do that once again. Yeah, yeah. no, my sort of player <laughs> technically very, very good, and he looks. I think someone, Joe, or someone might have mentioned it on the Telegram group yesterday that um looks like he's bulked up a lot as well over the you know over recent months. Certainly from when I last saw him. So um yeah, you know, you know, no, we didn't do too much wrong there, did we? You can say, oh, did we back? Oh, nah, he's got no chance with a goal like that. It's a wonder strike. Um, Joe, do you want to take us from the goal into, I guess the pattern, would you agree, was um, no different than if it had been nil-nil, where we were sort of pushing and they were nicely set on the on the counter-attack to play vertically against it. Um, unlucky, I'm going to say unlucky a few times, unlucky to lose Hardy to injury, who's a good player on 18 minutes or so. If you've got anything on the goal, Joe, add it in now and then just take us into the well, into the flaming shitstorm that's going to be the incident just before halftime. 
Yeah, I agree with Dave on the goal. It was just, uh, it, like I say, everyone knows he's going to come inside, but everyone knew Arjen Robin was going to come inside every time he got the ball. But mm. seeing it and stopping him, and Fridge is showing him the line, isn't he? Edmondson is showing him down the line, but he just drops. He almost cuts back on himself, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. He doesn't cut inside, he cuts back, and yeah, brilliant goal. And off, an excellent performance all round from him yesterday. Uh, yeah, a steal he was for them in the summer. And you just think, what on earth was Swansea doing letting him go so cheaply? I know yeah. Martin didn't rate him, but Martin was out the door by the time he left, wasn't he? So, strange one. But yeah, from that point on, I thought Plymouth were good, especially for the first, probably up to about the 20-minute mark. They pressed us really high. We, we're used to Wolfenden and Burgess sitting on the sort of halfway line with the ball and dictating play from there, maybe at the deepest, maybe on the back of the centre circle. But for that time, we were just on the edge of our own box. We were struggling to really make anything work. We were trying to be quicker, trying to be play more first-time balls. Chaplin was dropping deep into holes. But whatever we did, we were just struggling to find a way to sort of just move the territory that sort of 10, 15 yards forward. And they had another good chance, I think, where Kundal landed on the ball in a good spot. And rather mm-hmm. than shoot, he elected to pass to Whitaker. But I think the shot looked on for him there. And I think had he shot there, it, that might be the better option. But after from about 20 to 25 minutes, we started to then move move the game away from the south stand more up to the areas we used to plan and I thought we'd got on top from that point and we're playing quite well Hutchinson was getting the ball a lot of times and had a lot of options down there I think we had like six seven corners by probably the 35 minute mark we were really um really sort of knocking sort of knocking on the door without really testing the keeper at that point but I thought I thought we were had got ourselves well on top of the game and they were then starting to look to hit us on the break rather than trying to catch that in the in the high press as they had at the start I thought right. I thought Hutchinson did pretty well yesterday, but do you feel I feel yesterday we missed sort of Burns directness perhaps at times yesterday? Maybe so. Yeah, yeah maybe yeah, so. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree. And I, I just think that for the amount of ball that Hutchinson got, it's almost yeah. like they said to you had a lot of sort of Kessler Hayden at left back, and it's like, yeah, he's a he's a good player and he's very good going forward. And I've but he defended really well, but I think Hutchinson just it it was almost like on the ball was like an early season Hutchison performance Miller, where it was Miller at left back. Yeah. Oh, was it Miller? Yeah, the 14, yeah. wasn't it? And I think he just kept needing to go at him a bit more, especially once Miller picked up that book and for that bad yes. tackle on Luongo. Yes. And he just didn't really seem to, it was that time we wanted to have one too many touches or mm. there. I haven't, I haven't watched it back to know if there was good movement, a good sort of options that he was turning down, but it, it did seem like he sort of could have done a bit more with the ball he was getting there, but we sort of went from there. I thought their fullbacks was good. The other fullbacks a good player, isn't he? The lad, is it? Villa. No, the Villa, Villa player, isn't he? Yeah. Player he is. Um, yeah. Right, here we go. Then this is going to be a fun five ten minutes. Um, I'll have my say. We'll pass it on um, down the line. Have your say in the chat, please, please, guys. We try to be balanced. We have to acknowledge subjectivity. This is not a binary yes or no. Whatever language you elect to use in the chat, that makes your opinion seem incredibly definite. It's just an opinion. Ask 10 different refs, 10 different fans, you'll get different opinions from everyone. Here's mine, okay? Um, So Edmondson and Bunda, who's come on for Hardy. Um, Edmondson, in the first instance, really badly caught out. Bunda gets past him. Now, I'm up in the pioneer at this point, and I think we would all agree, but I'll let everyone have their opinion. There's a grab, and if Bundu goes down at that point, we're dog so we're red card as he's running through. But he doesn't. Edmondson's quite smart, actually, because he has a little grab, quickly takes his hand away, and away we go towards the box. My first instinct was that it was a foul and it was a penalty from watching one. So I've obviously seen a thousand replays. Um, I think it was outside the box, whatever it was. Uh, therefore, if it was a foul it would have been a red card. Um, whereas if it was inside the box, if you make a deliberate attempt to play the ball now, which it but was. Was it a deliberate it, attempt to make the ball? Because he was a long way from it. Well, uh, my, my view is it was a deliberate. So I thought it would have been a yellow there. I've watched 25 replays. Um, once you get over having to watch three replays, one needs to absolutely acknowledge that this is not black and white and that we're in a very grey area here. It's very clumsy. He tackles from the wrong side. Um, does he clean him out massively? No. Does he impede him? Possibly. Um, was it a not very good bit of defending and a tackle from the wrong side and got away with one? Could it have been a lot worse? Yes. Dave, what do you say? 
Well, start is bad defending on half ways. He gets too tight. He gets too tight to him. He just gets turned easily. My God, he's got some pace. That Bundu's got some pace as well. Um, and he was, he, yeah, he was gone. Um, uh, you know, then one, one, let's not get to tackle before we before we get to that. Seems like Wolfenden may make it across and get some cover there. But I would have had on a normal Saturday, I'd have had an unbelievable view of this <laughs> yes, right, in fr- right in front of me. Typically, what I do, I gave my, gave my ticket away to my oldest lad, and I got a. I, 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 I just good. That was good actually. Yesterday, I had a ticket in the V1 um, next to the away fans. So that was that was quite good banter actually yesterday. So I was a fair bit away from it, and my my first thought was, yeah, look, crikey, that's just a lunge, and he's you know, yeah, he's had a little dig at him. That's a lunge. And yeah, you almost wait a bated breath for the ref to, well, certainly give a pen. Um, but you're right in what you're saying. Certainly, if there was any contact, that seemed it was certainly outside. The, I think it was outside well, the and box. Dave, if I can, if I can pile my animus on you rather than anybody else, we can't obsess with contact because you can fly true. in yeah, and true. impede someone. Yeah, and contact it. can either be non-existent or very minimal. And yeah. I think people obsess about the ball. And they obsess yeah. about contact. But all I'll say is if there is contact, it doesn't necessarily mean it's a foul. And even if there's no contact or minimal contact, we do still see fouls get given where someone flies through and someone of gets out of the way. So they're, yeah. they're not catch-all terms. So, again, we don't. if you try and make this binary, you're going down the wrong rabbit hole because it's not. Sorry, Dave, carry on. Yeah, I mean, had that, you know... Uh, this time, this time next season, VAR would have had a no. Yeah, I mean, VAR would have well, had VAR a, would have found a foul in there, wouldn't it? Absolutely, they? would have found a foul there. I <laughs> yeah. think. Christ, I saw one. I saw an offside last night. Take five and a half minutes. Um, yeah, I mean, it look, it looks, a, it, it it looks a foul. Whether you know, attempt to play the ball or otherwise, it 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 looks a foul. And I, from from my point of view, yeah, I can understand why they feel, as I said at the start, aggrieved. Really, <coughs> Joe, what's your take? I think it's a difficult one because your angle you see it at and when you see it again is what sort of shows your opinion on it, doesn't it? And for me, I was behind the goal in the south stand at the back and I and he came through. I think it's a ridiculous decision from Edmondson to dive in as he does. I, I It looked to me a foul. He was nowhere, you could see he was nowhere near the ball. It looked to me a foul. Cause I, but the thing is, I was watching Edmondson to the ball and he didn't, he didn't get there. I struggled to see what the ref's view of it is to not give it, if that makes sense. Why is it not a dive if he's not giving it? Because it seems like he's just not made a decision on it. Where and then, but for me, the first replay I see is the on Twitter after the game zoomed in. Is this a foul? And you look at it, and for me, Edmondson slides and he doesn't catch him. And Bundu's on his way down, and then as he's on his way down, maybe Edmondson's momentum trailing foot maybe just catches him but he's already he's already down when he catches him so when Schumacher says in the dressing room he says to him yeah he clipped my ankle and it looked like that then then I can sort of understand that but I don't like like for me I I, I was very very surprised it wasn't given when I look at it again I, I don't think it was a foul but it's a reckless piece of defending that is given the ref a decision to make but, and I don't think I don't think we could have had any complaints had that been given and then you look at it and say, oh, actually, when you look at it, he doesn't quite catch him because he's, he's slid in from such a he's, he's slid in from a terrible angle. So I just think it was a poor piece of defending. I think he's got away with one there, but I think Bundu goes goes down without without the contact, and maybe the ref is that good that he's been able to spot that. But I, I doubt it. I just <laughs> but, I just think he's not made a decision. But no, silly silly defending, and Bundu should have done better really with it with the whole situation. I think. It's the same old, same old. Who's got the best view of that? Is the ref's assistant. He's got a great view of that. He's not impeded by any anybody. He's got sort of a perfect view of that. And, and to be fair to the ref, Dave, before you finish your point, it's a real quick counter that he's going to be oh no. off the play yeah. of it. Sorry, and the, the, the assistant really keeps up. Someone mentioned that earlier. The assistant really keeps up, keeps up with it well. But it's the same old, same old. I'm sure. I'm sure ref, ref ref's assistants are just there, uh, just try and try and guess throw ins. Sometimes, honestly, I really do sometimes. It, they were obviously offsides as well, but yeah, big decisions. Yeah, he should have been. You know, I don't. I didn't see him. Well, you don't know he's in his ear, any. But I didn't see him. You know, go to consult the lines or the, the assistant or anything like that. So, yeah, I mean, I know this is the old cliche. Yeah, you certainly have seen them given. But as you quite rightly <laughs> said, Ben, I think perhaps it wasn't actually a penalty. If, if it was a foul, it's probably just outside the box. Yeah, yeah, that's that, that's where I am on it. And I think we just all need to be very honest and say it's totally, totally grey. And you can almost reasonably argue 
both ways. And then we just get into um, people's tribal biases and it all gets very, very silly very quickly. And everyone of a blue persuasion is no foul and everyone of a green persuasion is foul. Anyway, um, the narrative I, is I about just think to... I just think sometimes you just have to... For the refs, you have to decide how they've come to their decision. And for me, when I look at it, I just I don't understand how he comes to the decision that there's nothing doing with it, if that makes mm. sense. Mm. That's that's a bit I didn't get. Yeah, so I no foul, like, no dive, no no. Yeah, no, I, 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 don't, I don't get how you I don't get how you came to that sort of conclusion. No, but. I, yeah, it's almost like he he didn't know and um that was the that was the safest course of action, maybe. I don't do we know. think do we think if the game if that's an away game that they get the pen? Great question. <laughs> Great question. Yeah. So you don't know, but it played out the way it played out. And um, if um, injuries to a couple of strikers and um, maybe that are uh, bad luck, we're now going to shift on to a glorious own goal, <laughs> Joe. And um, I I thought we were all right value to be level at half time, didn't you? Yeah, well, that was... Like I say, it's a corner from Davis, isn't it? And it gets sort of flicked away, but turned back in almost by a... Does it come back in off a Plymouth player? And then yeah. Luongo just yeah. flicks a back heel at it. And from, from from where I saw, I didn't really see what happened. All of a sudden, the ball was in the goal. And it's hard to tell. But then when you look at it, it's really poor from Mumba, isn't it? And like I say, I, I saw someone posted a screenshot of the Plymouth Forum on Saturday morning talking about it would be nice to see Bali Mumba score another deflected goal, and it certainly was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it did, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Delicious, um, delicious irony there, delicious irony. Well, let's move Let's move this on, because the narrative is going to shift. That was, that, was the... our ninth, that was our ninth or tenth corner of the half, though, that yes. wasn't it? And yes, yeah. We'd, was... we'd really had a lot of pressure in there, on their box, so, yeah, we were, we were more than good value for that 1-1. One, one. Mm. Certainly some pressure building. Into the second half, Dave, and we're going to start as we mean to go on with Finazaz clean through, and I'm going to use the word virtuoso. The start of a brilliant performance nice. by Hladke in goal in the second half. He was unbelievable. He was he, <coughs> he was absolutely incredible, wasn't he? Yeah, and then what seven? Um, what five five minutes late? Because that was quite early on in the half. He picks up he picks up the ball, doesn't he? Just you know, casually chips it chips it across field to. The Davis is an absolute carbon copy of Blackburn. Blackburn, yeah, goal yeah, against yeah. Blackburn, absolute carbon copy. Equally, if if we thought Edmondson's defending for the um, the incident on halfway was bad, um, yeah, Scar gets caught terribly. Done. It's just a curling, a sort of I can have a straight curling ball. But it's just one. Say it, one, Dave. He plays it into an area. Go on. He plays it. it into an area, and it's good from Hurst. Good, good. You know, Hurst. It's good leading the line. Really, he, he you know, he, he holds his run. Um, Scar just is tries to sort of nudge it back or get a touch on it. He doesn't. And then um, I was pleased for Hurst because I think in the last few games he's he's deserved, he's really worked hard and deserved the goal. And yeah, really, really good finish in the end. Sort of like almost slides it in, doesn't he? Absolutely buries it in the corner from about 10 yards. So such a simple, such a simple goal, wasn't it really? But yeah, Joe, terrible, uh, terrible defending. In fact, their, their central two at the back were very, very poor, I thought, all game. Joe, I'll always love George Hurst for that goal at Barnsley. Although he's, he, it's already set in stone for me. But when he went through there, I wasn't backing him to score. I thought he'd had a bit of a, a bit of a fiddly game up until then. But he took it really well, didn't he? Yeah, it was, it was quite a difficult game because there, there wasn't a lot of space between the defence and midfield. And when he did get the ball, he was so crowded out all the time yeah. and didn't have that space. And like I say, it's just the um, as you. So see the game gets squeezed, 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 and then all of a sudden the ball goes round the back, and he's sharp enough to be on the shoulder of Scar, and he's he's got the pace to outrun him because Scar is not particularly quick. And like for me, behind the goal, I, I thought he'd put it wide at first, but it wasn't at all. It was a really, really good finish, wasn't it? It's um, yeah. Well, like I say, he's just he's had he had another really good game this. He's really coming into his own now. He's just uh been a excellent striker. Like we talk about Morgan Whitaker being a bargain for Plymouth at one and a half million in the summer. I think the same can be said for George Hurst when you see what what you need in the strike in this division in these roles. It's just such a tough like, um such just such a tough role. There's a sub stack which Jack on the telegram Jack saw oh, that's wrote great. earlier yeah, today. Yeah, early, excellent yeah. about that. So we'll we'll share that from the Blue Monday account later today for everyone to keep an eye on. But just talking about how Hurst's game has been this season, yeah, another another great example of it. And uh, I say when you're only getting one or two chances a game you've really got to be on it to finish those like that. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Um, 
Now, I don't know what order all of this stuff happens now. It's all a bit of a blur, Dave. But um, Bundu, who came on for Hardy, who went off injured, um, is going to go off injured himself after Plymouth have had their three blocks of yeah. substitutes. So they're going to finish the I game. I didn't even with... notice. I, I didn't even <laughs> notice that from where I was. I, that's no, one, of, that's no, one I, of the joys of sitting up in the park. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you, yeah. you know, I, were you aware? I, 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 I had no awareness of that. I read the, I think, yeah. Ben's, I've just witnessed me, video. Me that was, I saw it. <laughs> that was a long, a long like while. Minute. That was like 84th minute. But Davey was limping for five minutes beforehand oh, again, and it was I like, well... I didn't, I didn't, yeah, you just... I didn't um, up, yeah. But I'm trying to remember the order. So I think it's the header from Scar, Flaggy Tips, and the one that draws the stand innovation, even from the people around me and the Pioneer. And let's be honest, it would have been a bit of a jammy assist, wouldn't it? Because oh. it was Whitaker's shot deflected straight into... Was it Edwards? Edwards, yeah. Sub, yeah. And talk about those two saves. And you're just banging your head against the wall if you're a Plymouth fan now, aren't you? Perb, and he's out really quickly, isn't it? And Edwards is not there. He gets a bit on left foot. I think he tries to get it past him left foot. But not only does he, does he, you know, get it with his legs, the ball bam. Um, balloons up in the air. He then springs to his feet and saves the corner as well. I mean, it's just a brilliant, brilliant bit of bit of goalkeeping. And and as Joe said yesterday, he was just brilliant again yesterday. Crikey, he said that has just been a, a you know feature of our season. He, his his play's just been absolutely awesome. I like the way Plymouth counter attack. No, Joe, yes. the, the, the one and one and two touch really. Yeah, it obviously drilled in that way that when this type of moment comes and um yeah just just when that is 2-1 even with 10 we were looking a bit tired and a little bit sloppy as well weren't we you could see them getting the next goal rather than us yeah I, th- I thought they were really good all game and I thought they were really good both times we played them last season as well I, th- I think they've been the best they were the best team we played by a distance last season I thought I know Sheffield Wednesday were up there but I thought Plymouth were just a much better side and again today I, I struggled to see how they're 19th in the league when you look at and they haven't won any away got. games. No, they can't no, like no. That. no I, I, I don't get it. And I'm, I'm sure at some point it will turn. I know they're 19th, but I wouldn't have any no, worries no. about relegation or anything no. for that, even without no, the three trap teams at the bottom. I think that I think they're just a, a really good side. I like the way they play. They're a little bit more shithousey yesterday, maybe, than they were a bit last season. I think they seem to have maybe tried to develop a little bit more of an edge to their game. But I thought, like I, say, I, I, I think they're I think they're a good side. They cause a lot of problems. I'd, and I'm sure that the players on our side didn't need any extra motivation to go against them after they mm. pipped us to the League One title last season. And I'm sure Kieran McKenna would have wanted to beat Stephen Schumacher in a game for the probably second time. I think we did it at the end of his first season. But after the after the games last year, I think it would have been a one that was circled on the fixed list that we wanted to win. But no, I, again, a really good performance from Plymouth. And hopefully now Cooper's back. They'll be able to mm. push on a bit more because he's such a key player, isn't he? We've got two more goals to talk about. Sorry, I kind of got us into wrap-up mode there, Dave. Um, on comes Marcus Harness. And um, what on earth are we going to do if Leif Davis misses um, any games at any point this season? Because just all the goals are coming from that side, Dave. Uh, yeah, it was a good move. It was a really good move. It was a really nice bit of interplay, I think, in midfield between Morsey and Taylor. Taylor plays a clever little ball into Morsey, sort of, I think, midway in their, midway in their half. Um and yeah, I mean, Davis is always available and it's just a straightforward, Morsey slips him in left side, sort of like, I suppose, um, just outside the box, midway, outside the box. And um, just standard first time, hard to defend, aren't they? First time left foot ball across the box. And Harness gets a little bit like, again, it's, it's like, um, Kessler, I think, gets a, gets a really good block on the first one, but really good composure from Harness, isn't it? You know, he's up, he's, he's alert for, this, for the second chance and just... Yeah, side foots it uh, past past Cooper in the corner. So three one, you think job done, game over. Ah, six minutes. Ah, we'll see that out. All right. <laughs> um, I did point out to Geezer I was sitting next to. It was an abs- I think it was a year virtually to the day. I think well, certainly Shall the I? day the clocks. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I had COVID. Yeah, I remember it well. It actually. was. It was. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, if uh, Joe, if you want to laugh, speaking of Kane Kessler Hayden. I froze when Edwards is through for Lagpi's last save. He's got both arms up celebrating. He's certain that wow. Edwards is going to score before Lagpi saves it. But we look a little bit knackered at the end here. And Leif Davis gets completely done by Barley Mumba for this goal, doesn't he? A um, little bit of luck with the bounce off him, but he mm. does the old ski slalom quick turn inside. Um, uh, Joe, any 
anything on that goal other than just a lot of emotional energy and concentration spent and a little bit slack at the end there? Yeah, just well, it was it was frustrating because it was quite early on into injury time, so wasn't it? it was like the first minute of injury time. We had six to play, and all of a sudden it was like a oh, bloody hell. We've got quite a lot of time to see out here now. It's not just uh, that, and we we'd had the chance before that Hutchinson had just had the chance before the harness goal, hadn't he? And oh. I don't know. It was just uh, like for all like I say, it's difficult to criticise Leif Davis because he's <laughs> like you, you look at the goal, all all the goals come from. Him effectively, his corner, his ball there is his run that does that for the Hutchinson chance for that, his ball in for the harness goal. But I thought it was probably one of his weaker games yesterday for us. And I thought defensively he struggled a few times and he was a bit lax on the ball at times. So, but obviously, you're, t- you're talking sort of being hypercritical against for a player who's, du- who's given you so much going forward. But no, I, 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 I did think he maybe didn't have his, his best game yesterday. And yeah, it was sort of quite a weak piece of defender, wasn't it? from like almost a bit lazy with it, sort of doesn't go with yeah, him anymore, but does it and pulls it back. He, he gets his head up and pulls it back, and they score. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, this is a this is a tough sort of going to be a tough few minutes to see this out. And there, there was the one extra chance where they got away down the left and pulled it in, and Sladgy gets across and sort of half spills it, but clears it with his foot. But no, it's a good. I, I, it wasn't so good because by the t- after that happened, I think that just sucked the life out of Plymouth. That they felt like that was their one chance, and then the game just sort of petered out from that point down down sort of our end of the pitch, and sort of a little bit relieved to see the final whistle. How, I think, we, well I think we were good value for the win. How well do we do that now? We do that well, don't we? Those last two or three minutes, we're very good. I mean, I know sides are out on their Dave, feet, we, enough, but we're very good at keeping the ball. Uh, Dave, I think it's we, the we self fulfilling prophecy. City, we? we were really good. I, I totally agree with you. We've had this conversation about it's kind of circular logic with set scoring from set pieces, seeing games out and things mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. When you're winning, all of a sudden it becomes easier, which makes it easier for you to win, which all of a sudden and yeah, I totally totally agree. There's a lot more lot more calm. Although I did the stadium did go a couple of times midway through the first half with as Joe pointed out, Plymouth's excellent pressing and yeah. there was a few get rid of it, um, heart in mouth things there but um I think, yeah i think the general consensus they're the best team we've seen down there other than obviously other than leeds certainly i think well, and leeds probably, just pro- wipe probably, us away with their attack oh yeah 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 Go- probably comfortably yeah yeah very very good then they'll be I know, I know i know i think i had them at 22nd or something but no having seen that they'll be absolutely fine and you'd think pushing certainly mid-table or maybe even slightly higher than that as, as it all settles down what are your what are your summings up then Joe? Um, I, I think we were good value for the win. I also think that had it ended a point apiece, I think I don't think we'd have I think we'd have probably looked back frustrated at how we let them get away with a point from there because I think we were better than them and did it did a bit did a bit more than them overall in the game. But obviously the game hinges on that sort of big instant in the sort of forty fourth minute and if that goes the other way, who, who knows what happens from there? But I say you just look at this team, and this team just knows how to win games, doesn't it? And, and we're talking about shutting games down, scoring goals when we're on top. Um, I put a post today earlier about Hladke, and it's just—I thought he was just sensational yesterday, and no, has been half Joe. God, has been all season, and it's—I don't know. I'm sure this is probably more uh, sort of monthly sum up pod when we talk about the goalkeeping situation but I just say I don't think I've ever enjoyed watching a goalkeeping performance more than what I am with that because it's just so all action positive just and he's but he's doing the basics of the goalkeeping right as well it's, he's not just a clown popping out of the box doing his sort of Cruyff turns moving there sweeping height he is just the absolute modern goalkeeper and it's just I don't know he's just given our game so much more on the ball and I know it's just uh, just great to watch so just yeah just a special shout out for Vaz there yeah and I and, know oh Williams and, and well where you were just but Williams got the man of the match well Williams got the man in the match over well, what the, an athlete he is over the PA, but yeah Ken flipping egg yeah, I mean, unbelievable, unbelievable he's got and fitness possibly the best fundamentals in the team hasn't he for oh, running honestly. and yeah, yeah. Stuff. yeah, absolutely. What an athlete! And an interesting substitution on was it eighty five when um, he brought Clark on in an advance <laughs> in an advance when that role. ball fell to Clark to hit first time. Oh, hit it! Get it on your left foot. <laughs> hit through the laces, man. Well, I think he was unlucky it? there because he went to hit through it and then came back inside. And the came defender, inside, didn't he? The defender yeah. hadn't slid, 
because I think the defender was sort of would normally slide to block it, and he didn't. But then straight after that happened, that defender then went down with cramps. So I think the defender probably didn't slide because he was too knackered to slide. But because he didn't, and he came back inside, it gave the defender a chance to get there. Where normally it'd have been a really good shot back, and probably would have scored, but not not as good as the Hutchinson sort of dummy back that he did back inside. That was absurd. That one, wouldn't it? If that had gone in, that was brilliant for a hot dog by the by the Villa player as well. And also, if you've got that. Real massive chance in the first half with Broadhead. When I thought he was looking, he's twisting and turning, just looking, I think, just to roll at him, wasn't he? And in the end, just got um, just got crowded out. So, yeah, it's um, certainly, is that someone said 33 goals down the last six home games? Flipping <laughs> crazy. <laughs> well, our, our, our good old friend of the pod, Stat, always does 4 2. And here's a, here's a thing. So, he came up trumps against, obviously, Preston. And he was telling me the other night he's been doing 4 2. He always does 4 2, has a bet on 4 2, always. And I think last time before the Preston game was Forrest a few seasons back, I think. Um, might have been 17 or something like that. And he Bart said was he, was get, he was he was getting odds back then of like oh it was ridiculous like hundred to one and stuff like that. And now I think for the for the odds he got on the Preston game was something like fifties. I think he got at fifty to one. So I was laughing with him last night after the game. I said flipping it the way it's going by Christmas you won't even be getting twenties, mate, on that on that four two prediction. It's it's just mad, isn't it? Can't oh, can't is concede it? a goal or you know away from home can't concede a goal, but. Crazy. I remember Sunderland coming down here the season after they lost in the playoffs on penalties. I think Kevin Phillips was like oh. odds against to score the first goal. I've never <laughs> never seen anyone so short in my entire life. Anyway, uh, we must move on. Loads and loads to talk about. We're going to go into the um, championship. We're going to um, go to your Q&A. We'll talk a little bit about Fulham as well. But first, this word from our sponsors. Innovation Labs is business hub and co-working space with strategic locations across Suffolk. Our aim is to foster innovation, entrepreneurship, business growth and the development of an AI centre of excellence in Suffolk. Monthly hot desks are available from just £79. For more info, head to innovationlabsgroup.com or contact info at innovationlabsgroup.com. Innovation Labs, providing support for businesses across Suffolk. Locations in Stowmarket, Ipswich, Sudbury, Woodbridge, with more to follow. Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Blue Monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there. Supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with Mook Delivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure 24 7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Right, let's crack through this then, boys, because we spent ages talking about a tackle that might have been a foul, yeah. might not have been a foul, it might have been a penalty, might not have been a penalty, might have been a red card, might not have been a yellow card, or might not have been a dive. Um, and we've got lots of championship stuff um, to go through. Um, I will pick out. Um, Oh, sorry, I'll go through the results here and say a bit. Um, you guys want to pick um, anything out there. Um, slightly concerningly, guys, Leeds 4, Huddersfield 1 and Southampton 3, Birmingham 1, which means the top four are now all the year one parachute teams and us. Hmm. 
Um, that could um, build the pressure as we go. Blackburn nil, Swansea one. Cardiff two, Bristol City nil. Nigel Pearson out of Bristol City. But don't worry, there's another one. Uh, Hull one, Preston nil. Middlesbrough nil, Stoke two. Stoke, I think, have got nine points this week against Middlesbrough, Leeds and somebody else. Good, someone remind me who it is. Uh, QPR one, Leicester two. Gareth Ainsworth out (laughs) on his ear. Sunderland three, Norwich one. Our good friend Jack from Talk Norwich City with a crisis point for David Wagner um, post that I watched today for research. Um, you know, as as you do, and I love Jack's work. Um, Watford did like, two. Did you like his tweet about Huddersfield Town. <laughs> I thought it was tremendous. <laughs> oh yeah, the yeah. fallout afterwards. Um, oh. Yeah, I'll try and... Um, do you think I'll be invited on there this year now we've actually got a chance of winning? We'll, we'll see what happens, yeah. Jack's quite um, balanced. I'm sure you will be. <laughs> uh, Watford 2, Millwall 2. Millwall still without a manager. And by God, Sheffield Wednesday 2, <laughs> Rotherham nil at the 1,000th attempt. Uh, Sheffield Wednesday win a game. Um, I mean, you can talk about what you like, but... I'd be interested to know about the managers getting fired left and right, Joe, and the three-year one parachute teams all in the top four. I'm sure this player here has not made oh. did not make Gareth Ainsworth <laughs> job easy yesterday. But he looked yeah. like he'd done us a favour, hadn't he? He'd equalised, good equaliser, one-one, yeah. and then he managed to get two yellow cards in the same instant, one for a sort of just for the audio feed. Joe is pointing to an Andre Dazelle shirt <laughs> behind him. Yeah, so that was that was disappointing for Andre to get a red card after scoring a goal because that, that would have been nice to if he'd have been someone that would have been able to pull sort of Leicester back slightly towards us, but not to be. Um, yeah, it's just Leeds, Southampton. They were both the early games. This and But then you look at it, they, they both won their early games and they get within six points of us, still a lot, and with a game in hand. But then does that put a little bit more pressure on us? Well, if it does, it doesn't show because we then go out and look. extend the gap straight back up. And I, I know it's still early days in the season, but we're, I say, you look at how many points we've got, sort of 34 points in 13 games. We're almost, <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't want to sort of tempt fate, but we're, but, but bar a total collapse, we are a top six side this season, aren't we now? And it's just a case of now looking to see if we can keep up the form and get into the top two, really. Top six is minimum, almost. Like, we'd have to have such a fall off for that not to be there. Yeah. Yeah. And Dave, any, you, anything else on that um, round of results? We've still got Coventry and West Brom tomorrow. No, not really. A really nice goal from um, Philogene for Hull individual goal. That was a that was a bit special, wasn't yeah, it? Good, um, really. Yeah, looking looking at those other results. No, I mean, the, the winner was, was a pretty good strike from Winks, really. Wasn't it? Again, you can't really do a lot about that. They were down to 10 then. That was a bit of a worldie, really. But no, other than that, obviously, um, I think the natives are certainly restless up the road, but certainly restless apparently at Birmingham as well after Rooney's yeah. third um, third straight defeat. There was I saw some some sort of YouTube footage of uh, of, of Rooney and Ashley Cole walking off after the game, and um, yeah, getting pretty getting pelters there. So um, doesn't get any easier that, for them next week, does it? Well, exactly. Let's hope we can heap more misery next week. Yeah, yeah, but. Um, no, I mean, you know, you, you talk about the parachute teams. They, you know, they're they're well, probably they're not. We're we're probably what we're where we shouldn't be. Leeds probably should be there. But look, you know, I don't see a great deal of pressure there. You're not. We're not really supposed to finish above those teams, are we? Really? Let's face no. it. <laughs> no, we're certainly not. So look, I I don't see it as pressure. I just see it as um, yeah, just keep keeping our nerve, keep grinding these results out, and um, as as McKenna said, you know, let's see where where we are. Yeah, look, we are halfway through the season. I love the way you backed off at Christmas there because he knows December the what is it December the sixteenth? Yes. Then Norwich, Leicester, no Norwich, Leeds, and Leicester Norwich, all in Leeds, a row, Leicester. isn't it? That could be hot, Joe, if the um, table still looks like it does now. Um, guys, get your questions in. We're going to do some Q and A, and then we'll talk a little bit about Fulham. Uh, pre-match apparently is me and Seb. I don't think Richard is around, so that might be a little touch later on Thursday, but we will figure that out. We'll talk a little bit about Fulham there and we'll go chapter and verse on, I've been requested to say, Boy. Frank Birmingham, Wayne Rooney's, Roy Keane's, <laughs> Birmingham City. This Stephen Gerrard, yeah. Stephen Gerrard's, yeah, Sol Campbell, yeah. Um, any of the golden generation. Um, get your questions in. Flagship, by the way, will be normal time next week. And uh, where the sport promo, I think I might have um, some 
apparel coming to um, to model for that. But um, wherethesport.com, uh, for our subscribers, if you type in Blue Monday, um, when you're checking out there, you can get 15% off your order. Some bespoke Ipswich Town items, yeah. but we will be able to do this promo much better when, I don't know if anyone else wants to be a model, but when we can... Uh, when we can model right get your questions in um and i will scroll up a little bit uh, what have we got here right nice and quick answers you two all right although you're gonna ignore me as usual aren't you dave uh, both walton and vaz are out of contract in the summer we may have options what contracts would you offer what length just what quickly length? we d- we do have an option on walton but not on Cladkey. interesting yeah, interesting. Sign him up. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Sign him up. Yeah, I mean, when we say what contracts, do you mean do do you offer them to both, or do you mean length of? I contracts? think that's what he's asking. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. At, at this stage, Joe, just how old is Laggy? Thirty-two. Thirty-two, I think. Yeah, thirty-two. I mean, no age for a goalkeeper, is it? I mean, crikey! No, if feet like that. No, mate, if he maintains this form, get him signed. Christ Almighty, you got to get him signed. And yeah, fine. If you've got the option on Walton, however. Sorry, this is more than a quick answer, isn't it? Um, will Walt, you know, will Walton want to, you know, want to stick around as a as a number two? My I think, at the, I think at the very least you'd take the option on Walton. Just you've to, got yeah, to protect your asset, Joe. To yeah, protect the yeah. asset because because I think most people would have said Walton, he's going to be your number one for the next five years. <laughs> nah, he's yeah, like twenty seven. We've signed him on a good age, good contract, <laughs> and like I think. I think everyone would have just expected him just to go through their Hladki. Yep. You might offer him another year at the end of the season, see if he wants to stay and be a backup for another year or let him go somewhere and play. But now, what on, what on earth do you do? It's a it's a crazy one, isn't it? But I would, good. well, you, good to see you just can't drop Hladki, can you? You just can't It'd drop It'd be good him. to see Walton back on Wednesday, though, wouldn't it? It'd be good to, mm. good to see him between the sticks again. Um, Romeo, what would, uh, Joe, to you, what would be our first priority in January? Signing cover for Morsi or for Hurst? That, can I can I say Hurst before you even answer? I, I guess it's Hurst because I think Striker was an area we were targeting in the summer and I don't think we got all the targets we wanted there or a level of target we wanted there. And I think even right up until the end of the deadline, there was talk that Freddie might be one that goes out to bring, to bring someone else in. So I'd... I'd imagine that it's going to be something along those lines that if we can bring in the premier striker to battle with Hurst for the starting spot, then I think you would pull the trigger on that. But I think there's probably a few positions in the squad where you'd pull the, pull the trigger on a replacement if you can get one. But it's going to be a very interesting January window if we're still in the position we're in. Um, <laughs> this was fun, wasn't it? Uh, Neil, I'm, so, I'm sure. sorry, just, just to go back on, there's a few, there's been a few comments about strikers as well, but I think it's very difficult because I think whenever we're making a change to the strike at the moment, Hurst is playing like the first 70 minutes and generally I have Scarlett or Ladapo is coming on with 20 minutes to go in a game that we're winning and maybe only one goal ahead and we're sitting a bit deeper that they're not really getting a, a crack of the whip to really show what they can do for 90 minutes. So I'd like to say that, It'd be interesting to see, and hopefully we don't see it if Hurst is out for any extended period of time, how those two actually play when they're given opportunities from the start. But I think maybe they'd surprise, they might surprise Ipswich fans with what they actually can do as well. I feel, nice. a, bit for Scar- I feel a bit for Scarlett, because Scarlett can't get any minutes either Wednesday, can he? So, yeah, it's, it's particularly, particularly... Well, is he cup-tied? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. he played a half with Spurs, didn't he? So, it's particularly difficult for him, I think. Um. Yeah, I was just going to say, this was a funny one. Um, lots of people in the Pioneer near me getting very triggered by short corners. Um, Neil says, a specific one-off experiment or a potential change of approach. I mean, I'm at the point with this manager, Dave, where I assume everything he does is some active genius, well, but surely they're just trying to outthink the I was on every time. Uh, yesterday, it was on every time. They only pulled one across. They didn't. They never pulled two out. They only pulled one across. And, and, and one didn't even come to me where I was watching it didn't even come from what my side didn't even come half out either it was on every every single time so yeah I think perhaps you know you get you get you get two on one in those situations albeit wide you'd hope to make better better use of them but I think if you look overall this season where where sides defended that with and brought another one out as well as as well as one and brought an or two out sort of thing, or one even halfway out, then um, inev- um, invariably Davis will, Davis will go long. So I think it was probably just a, uh, you know, and it, what I say, an experiment, just something that, that occurred yesterday, I'd have thought. Um, I think someone's asked about Scarlet. I think Joe's probably covered that. Uh, Matt points out Leicester v Leeds on Ooh. Friday. We will 
We will learn. Hopefully, they're going to be Shaylee's birthday. Oh, so um, I would love to be there, but I will absolutely not be there. No, of course, um, you won't. quite yeah. good. Right answer. Right answer. Yes, right answer. Um, whose turn is it, Joe? Uh, Paul, are we currently experiencing our regression to the mean dodgy period, or does that come in December? What? I mean, the points haven't regressed to the mean, have they? <laughs> yeah, I, I think maybe some fans are maybe overreacting to our performance levels in the last two games. So I think I think we're still playing well, and I think you, you're not going to just roll teams over every single game. It, it just doesn't happen. Like you look at Leicester, they went to QPR yesterday, and then until the red card, QPR were one-one, and were very much in that game, and mm. they're the almost. Like the worst team in the league, probably nineteen oh, points in twenty-seven games they've scored. Yeah, and and they've gone, and Leicester have gone there, and Leicester really had to work for that win there, and sort of had had a bit of luck to get it. Leeds, you think they're playing well? They go to Stoke on Tuesday and or Wednesday and lose at Stoke on Wednesday, and then you think, oh, Middlesbrough flying, they've won six in a row, and then Stoke, who'd been crap for <laughs> yeah. weeks, then beat Leeds and Middlesbrough in in four days. So, hey, man. I, I I don't think there's any regression in our squad at the moment it's just a case of like i say we, we're just winning and winning and winning and yeah that it you will slide away from that because at the moment as things stand what are we on track for like 128 points this season <laughs> well we're not going to get that many points are we so we will regress. oh damn we will regress oh, no. down to 100 points oh, okay so uh we still be 15 behind leicester yeah right um chris have bed have that bed have refs binned off uh time wasting yellow cards already um they're I haven't seen one for a while, Dave. They've been fairly, oh, been fairly consistent a, with the dissent and whatnot, haven't they? There was a spate at the start of the season. That's, that's, we were sort of, I think we mentioned this on the pod because I think Aladki's sitting on three, I believe, because we sort of, there was a conjecture on the pod that were in the Telegram group that perhaps that would be the only way that Walton might come back if Aladki gets a, picks up you know, another two yellows. So, yeah, that does seem in recent weeks since the beginning of the season that that has sort of relaxed off a bit. I think Chrissy's perhaps right there. Um, uh, Chrissy's usually right, actually, to be yeah, fair. Yeah, Chrissy's um, right, of course. HCH, can I... We'll talk to Anzabi when we do Fulham, OK? Um, this is why we have Chris on here. He's very smart. Listen to this. Happy if we lose on Wednesday, given the quarterfinals <laughs> of the League Cup will be in the middle of that Norwich leeds Leicester. 11 days. Oof, that's a um, fair point. Not that I ever... Even if um, we draw Liverpool at home. I I, I just think as long as we continue to treat the competitions we have done, where you make the 11 changes, then I I, I don't really care whether we stay in or not in that regard, if that makes sense. It's just going to be difficult if you do get a big draw that do you then play a team that you maybe Mm. shouldn't play because of that. I think I say you don't want to lose on Wednesday, but if you can make your 11 changes and put in a good performance and maybe go out, then it's it's probably not the worst thing in the world. But I'm sure McKenna isn't going to get carried away with anything and think, oh, look, we're one game away from a semi-final. Let's not make the 11 changes that we need to make and try and win this and do that. He's he's so focused on what he needs to achieve this year. And when you look at the... um, When you... Sorry, when you look to see when we've rearranged this Rotherham match for next... Mm. Tuesday, mm. you, you you know what you know what this week's Fulham game is going to be like. The yeah. fact that we've wanted to pull that in so quickly shows Agreed. that the league—it's all about the league for us this year. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Fun. That um, Sheffield Wednesday result um, against Rotherham today is probably helpful for next Tuesday because they'd had a couple of um, couple of decent results. Rotherham they got four points in the in the previous two. It's so weird. Just a quick aside as you're talking about that, Joe, about. Um, McKenna and priorities and whatnot. He couldn't have imagined in his wildest dreams we would have. I know he's some football savant and we all think he's brilliant, that we'd have the amount of points that we have surely, um, even with his amazing studious plan. I was just thinking that as well. I think even if you're Enzo Maresca, Daniel Fark or Russell Martin, you you don't think a. No, exactly. No no teams get this many points. It's, well, like, what is it like the second best start? for a championship season ever now, isn't it? Now, at this stage, it's only Leicester that are better than it. And no, no teams get this many points and no one would ever have predicted that you're going to win 11 of your first 13. No. 
Uh, Dave, uh, Rob, Burns reportedly back after international break. Does he come straight back into the eleven if Amari plays well? Um, that's a yes for me. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. No, as, as we said earlier, I thought Hutchinson had a half-decent game yesterday. But, yeah, you missed. But Burns was, Burns was playing really well, I think. I think we all sort of thought he had a little bit of a dip in form, perhaps, at the start of the season. But I think the last few games he was really back on it, wasn't he? And, um, yeah, I think, like I said at the start, I think we missed his sort of direct, hard-running, direct approach yesterday there because, um, yeah, Hutchinson had the ball in some brilliant situations and maybe, yeah, didn't quite take the right option two or three times. But, yeah, Burns will come. Yeah, definitely Burns will come straight back in. Um, we'll do one more trivia one here. Am I correct in thinking McKenna has never lost a league right? game by more than one no, goal? I, th- I think we lost 2-0 no. to Sheffield Wednesday at Hillsborough. Maybe even to Bolton as well, right in the very start of his reign. I think we lost a, a couple of early was. games, 2-0. I think we lost... Oh, Wednesday, Wednesday we might lost be 1-0. One one yeah, yeah one. Bolton, we lost 2-0. Yeah, yeah. But there there we we, we, we've only lost one game since the clocks went forward. So, and now they've, now <laughs> they've got It's been a good back. year. What's that Frank Sinatra song? It's been a very good year. Yeah, yeah he goes really low on that one. Right. <laughs> um, shall we talk about Fulham then? And um, Joe is going to name his team with is 11 changes. Shall I go or not? I've got a ticket, but I've also got a ticket for that Rotherham game. And I'm not going to be able to, I'm never going to be able to swing um, lack of parenting duties twice in a week, am I? So, um, yeah, I I don't know. I don't know what to do. We'll let the chat decide on that. Uh, Joe, what what are your 11 changes then? So uh, it's sort of a cross between 11 changes from yesterday's team and 11 changes from the team that we then play on Saturday. So there's a couple of slashes in there, if that makes sense. So, <laughs> Do you do that? Yeah. So Walton in, Walton in goal. Um, oh, who do I have? A right? Harry Clark right back. Um, Axel Tuanzavi centre-back alongside either Edmonton or Burgess. Probably Edmonton, I'd say, with Burgess to come back into for the Southampton game. Janorgian actually left back. Oh, yeah, sorry. Um, Ball and Taylor in the centre of midfield. Caden Jackson slash Amari Hutchinson on the right wing, <laughs> Marcus Harness on the left, and then, well, probably Shawnee Aluko or Cameron Humphreys maybe in a more central role there with Freddie Ladapo up front. I mean, he's talking a lot of sense, Dave. Give us your preferences rather rather than because I can see the I can see the logic exactly in what what Joe said. No, I, I think Joe that would that would probably be the team. I was talking with my lad earlier on, and I think that was pretty much the team the team we pick with I must admit I think we all forgot about Shani Aluko but yeah um other than that I, I don't think it I, I would think it wouldn't be too much too much different from that yeah you think um I, yeah I'd say Edmondson and two in Zabi so you've got a nice balance there at um you know in in central positions there yeah Danassian left back that that makes sense um yeah the rest of it pretty much picks itself doesn't it almost you'd think and then uh... Are you retaining any of those players then back for for Birmingham, or is it what to start against Birmingham? Yeah, do you know what I mean? Is there is there any chance someone does both games? No, I can't. Um, no, given that team, I can't. If any, if everyone's fit, other than put Burns to one side, if everyone's fit, no, I'd have thought that starting lineup against Birmingham will be um, just Burgess swapped in for Burgess swapped in for Edmondson and and or um, either Hutchison or Jackson playing right. Yeah, yeah, Hutchison or Jackson playing right. Fulham will be interesting. I, I checked the Fulham side that they put out. They beat Norwich in the last round. I was looking at that side earlier. Yeah, they put out half a, I say half a strong side. Uh, William played. Polino played. Uh, Harry Wilson, I think, played. Kearney was there. Um, Bassey at the back. There was a few one other. That's an interesting, it's an interesting season for Fulham, isn't it? Because mm. there's some really poor teams in the Premier League this year when you look at probably Luton oh, they should be United. Right. They look like they're almost definitely going to be safe. And they're now two two games away potentially from the semi-final. You'd think they'd have a go. Yeah. You, you think they've, they've, got a, yeah. they've got a chance of getting to Wembley in this tournament, mm. haven't they? And you think that they'd come here and have a have a good go. And if they good. if they do, we're going to struggle to keep up with them, aren't they? Good point. Good point to doubt Brighton, wasn't it? Great point. Uh, so they've played um, They've played a Sunday game, have they? Yeah, Drew, that's why we're playing Wednesday, and they drew at Brighton. And what are they up to at the weekend? I'm just about to tell you... At home to Manchester United at half past twelve as well. So um, the fixture computer hasn't made it particularly easy for Fulham. But Dave, you're you're right. It's it's one of those, isn't it, where if they really really fancy, I mean, maybe you could say the same about um, Wolves in the previous round. And 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, funny they're playing. Yeah, Wolves on the Wolves on the back of our defeat went and beat Man City, didn't they? The next very next um, very next game. So, yeah, Joe, I think Joe's right. Fulham, yeah, there's some poor teams in the disrespect. There's some poor teams in the Prem this year. They were they were talking about it. Um, I heard Rob Earnshaw and stuff on Sky Sports talking about it earlier on. Um, yeah, and you think Fulham will be comfortable this year? So yeah, you know, beat us in the quarterfinals and yeah, look, what three games away from from Wembley? So yeah, why not? You'd think they'd give it a go. Well, very worryingly, five, one, two, three, four. Yeah, it's only Fulham. In fact, they're seventh bottom. It's all the promoted teams from the last two two seasons that are Sheffield United, Burnley, Luton you know, are the bottom three. And then it's it. the previous year's lot, Bournemouth Forest. Yeah. You've got Everton sandwiching them, although... Um, well, we may get an Everton points deduction um, possibly coming. Had a great win, one at West Ham today. Yeah, interesting. Right, um, I think we're we're just about there. So um, let's just take it back to Plymouth um, one more time, and we won't go into any riding of luck or um, decisions that were or weren't given. Um, quite like the rivalry, Dave. Um, it's been it's been an interesting yeah. one. Does Do you that know what now put it... it to bed, or is there still going to be a load of blooming? I think I think it's pretty much put it to bed. Do you know what brought it home for me really yesterday is really how well they stayed the course last season without Whitaker and without Cooper for the last well, last half of the season virtually. He's a good manager, it, isn't he? Schumann? Yeah, mate. Honestly, yeah, yeah, good. And they've got some good, really, you know, good technical players. Some good loanees. I quite like that Cundall. I thought the little right back was. A Wait, where, really... Where's Cundall from? I think it's Wolves. Is he? I, I think know. he might be wolves someone will put me right there but and yeah I just love I, I, yeah I, I, I like Whitaker he's, he's, he's a player and as Joe said flipping neck what a steal absolute steal if he was what just a million or something yeah um, so no a good yeah I'd put that down a good a really good win hard fought win again and um, yeah as we've said about these these teams have been beaten in recent weeks you can see them taking points off teams you know teams around that top six definitely especially at home and Joe, just a really packed, and it wasn't meant to be like this, was it? We weren't meant to get to the League Cup quarterfinals or have the Rotherham game <laughs> postponed. But all of a sudden, we're back-to-back three-game weeks when other teams aren't having them, aren't we? Yeah, and that's what that's why you've just got got to treat the cup as we have done so far, I think, because it allows your squad players to get games. It allows Jack Taylor, Dominic Ball, um, Sort of camp, or whoever's going play the Harry Clark, Janoy Danashi, Marcus mm. Harness, Christian, mm. all these guys get 90 minutes under their belt. And these guys are all coming off the bench at different times and making impacts on games. It's Dominic Ball on Wednesday night coming on at Bristol City, coming on and shoring mm. up the midfield. It was Marcus Harness coming on yesterday, Jack Taylor coming on, both being involved in the goal with Harness ultimately scoring it. And these games are what is keeping those players fresh for their sub roles. And the competition and the levels of the squad are so high right now that it's, it's, yeah, it's been perfect, this cup run for us so far, but you just don't want it to get to a stage where it becomes one game too many, do you? I mean, you're, we've only seen little cameos from him, but Harness is playing really well, isn't he? Really, really, really well off the bench. Really well. Superb. But he's up against Broadhead, so how's he going to get in the team? Well, he's yeah, right, yeah. Broadhead is superb, isn't he? Well, Broadhead yeah, ironically, 60 I'm, minutes, though, doesn't he? So Yeah, yeah. So, he's yeah, to be fair, he's playing at, yeah, if, he's usually getting a good 20, 25 minutes, isn't he? Yeah. Amen. Um, guys, I've loved it. Thank you so, so much. Hopefully, um, that's the, um, I'm not saying we have the final word, but that's the end of the debate and we can move on to um, other games. It's certainly been a bit lively on Twitter and um, whatnot, but um, it's another W in the column and on we go. Uh, final word from you, Dave. Well, as I said earlier, let's hope um, you know good good game against Fulham. Looking forward to it. Should be especially if they put some you know a decent side, a strong side out, and um, let's hope we can heap more misery on Mr. Rooney next weekend. <laughs> Poor Mr. Rooney um, said nobody ever. Uh, Joe, last word from you. I'm just waiting for Blue Monday to bring back the old feature of the points projections for the season. Oh. <laughs> I'm not doing it. It's, it's we'll, we'll wait till it's a sensible number and then then we'll do it. But hey. The longer um, and the more, or the less sensible it stays, the more I am enjoying this season. We're all loving this. Thank you, everybody, for joining us on the Blue Monday podcast. If you're watching live on YouTube right now, hit the like button before you go. We really, really do appreciate that. And we appreciate all of the old school listeners. And we really, really appreciate all of our Telegram team over there. You can go and get a free trial over 
at Telegram. Thank you, everybody. Ipswich Town 3, Plymouth 2. Blue Monday podcast, out. Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping. But in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in a participating restaurant. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.